flourishing families with Dr. Daughter Blatt, the switched-on kids chiropractor, and her passionate friends, sharing the secrets of inspiring wellness to help your families thrive. I'd like to welcome Mary Burke to our podcast today. It's lovely for you to, to uh, come over and share some of your wits with us. Very happy to be here, daughter. We uh, live in the same town and we hardly ever get to see each other, so it's uh, great to have the opportunity to come and share some stuff with you today. Excellent. Thank you. Please do. What, what, uh, tell us what, you, uh, what your experience is. And, uh, and what I'm hoping to share with yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, yes. Well, I'm a chiropractor, have been for 26, 27 years, and but what I want to share with you today is more about um, the dental, facial development side of things because I'm, as you know, now involved with the Maya Munchie uh, appliances and so I'm going to talk about more about that kind of uh, side of things today. Maya Munchie, that sounds like something delicious. Something delicious. Oh, well, it can be. It's <laughs> a... Uh, for those of you who don't know what a munchie looks like, a Maya munchie, they're made of uh, silicon and they are shaped like a mouth guard and they have little prongs on the inside and you put it inside your mouth and what it does is you chew it and it helps to stimulate all sorts of good sensations in your mouth. So it stimulates the bones, it stimulates the muscles, it stimulates the salivary glands and all sorts of other bits and pieces. And that's really, really helpful because what we're finding is that a lot of children particularly um, are having a lot of issues with the oral facial development that it's probably been occurring for the last 30, 40 years, but it's becoming really much more prevalent now. So when you say oral facial, meaning? Meaning in the area around the lips, face, jaws and throat. Yeah, and it's interesting because when you think about what we use the face for, we use the face primarily for breathing, for the nose to breathe, and we use the mouth for eating and speech. So they're really, really super important functions. So interestingly enough, we need a good, well-developed face for some really super important functions besides just looking good. But what's really interesting is that the best-looking faces are generally the most functional faces. So <laughs> what we're all about at Maya Munchie is trying to help children grow a really good quality, well-functioning well-balanced and good-looking face. Oh, very good. That, that sounds fantastic. Can I come? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. You're all over it. I'm just looking at you. You've got a very well-developed, good-functioning face. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so tell me, when you're talking about this big mouth guard with the silicone in it, uh, that, that sounds like I could just chew on a big piece of chewing gum. Well, it's interesting because a number of people do say, what's the difference and why couldn't we just chew chewing gum? Now, chewing gum can be useful and there have been certain studies that have shown it is good for some of the things that the munchie is good for. But the biggest issue I find with the gum is that it's a one-sided activity. So a lot of people, um, we tend we have a tendency to chew more on one side than the other and that will overdevelop anything like a tennis player who plays with one arm all the time. It's 15% bigger, the bone on that side and the arm and the muscles on that side is much more overdeveloped. So if you do the same thing with gum, you will end up having the same problem. And the other big issue is that every time we chew, bite and swallow, our jaws go into uh, a certain posture, similar to our whole upright body posture. And we're aware of with our patients when we're creating change in body structure, we need them to do weight-bearing exercise to help integrate those new postures and things because otherwise we go back to the same old posture which is quite often a slouchy posture a chair focused posture that we kind of sit in a long time so the jaws can have the same tendency so 
every time you chew on that gum or you chew anything, your tendency will be to be in that incorrect posture, that posture that not quite right. So with the munchie, when you put it in your mouth, it brings your jaw into its ideal occlusion, as we call it, which is a bite arrangement of your jaws. Class one occlusion is an ideal occlusion. And then when you have that in that position and you chew gently, then your posture, the information going back to your brain about your oral posture starts to shift and change and improve. So how does that affect uh, breathing? Mm. So it's a really big, strong correlation with orofacial function and this area around the lips and face and airway. And that seems to be the really big thing at this point in time is that we've got a big problem in our societies with, um, with sleep apnea. Now, a lot of people will be aware of that in the adult population, And what some people aren't aware of is we have a paediatric population with the same issues. And even little young children can have these same problems with airway dysfunction at night when they're trying to be in deep sleep. So if the face and the jaws are well developed, there's much more likelihood to be a good amount of space for the airway. So that's sort of how that works. If we get a good strong jaw, the jaw is how you keep your airway open and the teeth are what holds the jaw in place. So that's why it's so important um, to have those jaw relationships as well developed as we can and for older people to keep their teeth. So it's really important to keep your teeth so that they can help open, keep the airways open. So I find this incredibly interesting. So so tell me about, um, I often hear uh, children having potential issues with apnea and, and they go and have them checked out and they say, okay, straight away, tonsils and adenoids what's the relationship between uh, the immune producing organs like that yeah. uh, which obviously could obstruct the airway and and the jaw position well it's interesting isn't it um so one of the most straightforward ways is that there's just not enough space yeah. for that glandular tissue for the adenoids for the for the tonsils the other big one is that often mouth breathers children who or adults who are not breathing through their nose which is the correct breathing apparatus when they're breathing through their mouth they're much more likely to have those swollen tonsils and so and then they over time they become chronic and the other um, and then they take up more space in the airway the other thing that i'm really interested in and and looking at is the impacts of the use of pacifiers when they're using a pacifier pacifier being a dummy a dummy, a yes. dummy that's right I'm, I'm trying to change because i'm talking a lot to the american people about it so i'm talking pacifiers but dummies as we call them yes when they're using a dummy they're sucking right up the front of the lips and face and in an ideal world we should be sucking at the back so when you're breastfeeding when the child's breastfeeding they draw the nipple right back to the back of the palate and they really suck back there and that activates a lot of the muscles around the back of the throat and so when the child has been on the pacifier the dummy they tend not to be very weak around those muscles at the back of the throat and because a lot of children are now staying using a dummy much longer than they would have previously I do believe I think that's another phenomenon that shifted over the the last 20 or 30 years they get this weakness and so that lymph doesn't drain because there's no activation of the muscle groups in that area. Interesting, interesting. So is is the the enlarged tonsillar area, is that a chicken or is that an egg? Is that, well, I think that is a question that is on 
we're trying to work out. Oh, okay. There's a lot of people really looking at that at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a piece that you need to really look at mm. because and what's driving it. Right. We've got a whole lot of allergy situations, a whole lot of mouth breathing, all these things that can set up very early. And then there's the other piece that is the tongue function. Yeah. There's a, so it's quite a complex area to work out. Right. And I think that's... But the, the Mayo Chu... Chewy uh, Mayo Munchie. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I cannot remember which one it is. Uh, but that can be uh, that can be used to stimulate yeah. uh, and, and change both the sucking and the breathing function. Yeah, well, what happens is when you're in that pattern of that, what we call an immature suck-swallow pattern, where what will happen is the tongue will thrust forward. So these are the kids who have been on a pacifier dummy and they've got a little bit of... Um, an open bite the front's kind of cute when they're about two or three and they're a bit lispy and their tongue sort of thrusts out through their yes. teeth a bit yes. that should be really switching into the mature adult suck response by then if it's not there by then it, it needs some work and what the munchie will do it'll help train that correct swallow pattern and that's really really helpful longer term and when you get the correct swallow pattern happening That means you're really exercising those muscle groups and you're toning up around that area with the tonsilla, where the tonsils are more likely to be um, swelling. And also the airway. So kids who are in a mouth-breathing pattern, it's a really hard habit to break. If you're a mouth breather, it's not as simple as going breathe through your nose because that's a habit. And one of the reasons why they will be mouth breathing is because they're weak around the mouth. Mm. So their lips don't stay together. So the munchie is really good for chewing five or ten minutes a day. It'll help improve the tone of the lips. So it'll help keep them together. So that's helpful. And the other thing is when you've got a munchie in your mouth, it's a mouthful and you can't breathe through your mouth. So it's a really good way to help train them because they've got it in their mouth and they've got to work it out and they go, I can use my nose. So, so what's the age group? Like how, how young will you recommend uh, these appliances for? So I use them from the age of about 18 months right. and particularly for mums who I can see are keen to get rid of the dummy. Yeah. They've had enough of it. They want the kid to move on, the child to move on. And really at that point, the chewing um, reflexes should be working. And by keeping children on bottles and dummies and sucking things, they're preventing the next level of brain development from occurring. So about 18 months, two years is a really good time to get the child chewing. And that helps um, stimulate that next part of brain development, but also enables that child to have the strength in their jaws and things to chew food in life. Because a lot of parents worry about a child choking and things like that, so they keep the food all very soft and pureed and different things. Um, But it's really important you bring textures and and foods that that challenge them in that early part of life, even under the age of one. Right. I had an experience uh, that I've shared with you before, but... um working in Denmark, obviously being from Denmark and, and have grown up on very heavy rye bread. Mm. Uh, and, you know, when you buy a loaf of bread, it, you know, it's a two kilo shopping bag type thing rather than here where you buy a loaf of bread and, you know, you don't, get, you don't strain your arm muscles anyway. Um, but teaching a few years ago and, and sharing the experience that we have in Australia with tongue ties and get, basically being met with blank faces as in... Uh, the people that I, I spoke to had heard of it, but it was not something they were encountering in, in the people that they saw. Uh, and I find that quite curious, this, the difference uh, in, um, you know, both being Western world and probably not necessarily having a similar diet, but the main, the main change would have been, the I think, the amount of work 
in chewing rye bread uh, two or three times a day compared to chewing the, the sort of bread that we have here. Mm. That's how I think that's a, I think it's a really relevant concept to be dis- to be discussing and to be looking at. And yeah. if you have small children, definitely take that on board. Look at the chew factor. Yeah. Look at how much effort's involved in the food you're giving your children because it's it's quite difficult to find things that are chewy, isn't it? And so I've always thought that the crusts of sourdoughs are one of those yes, things, and that's yes. what you're saying here is that that bread and yeah, they, and they like that sensation, yeah. don't they? It yeah. gives feedback, and they get a lot of. Um, and what another interesting thing I'm just thinking about that that I touched on with someone the other day was teething. A lot of kids are having shifts in the, their teething pattern yes. and issues with teeth falling out and all this thing. Um, of the primary ones not letting go, this is all due to lack of chewing. Yeah. This is because they're not the right stimulation forces aren't coming through that traditionally would have been there yes. to activate the system into that next um, phase. So it is. An, it's a very interesting the the, the um, sequelae or the consequences of the loss of the action of chewing on a daily basis. It is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So so how old? Can you use these appliances for? I mean, uh, can you can you use them as adults? You can use them all the way through, yeah, which is great. And yeah. the interesting thing is too, um, I'm very interested and focused on young children because that's to me um, where we can have the most influence at looking at that um, genetic potential of those children coming through and making sure they don't get those major issues of airway um, and immune dysfunction and speech language, all those things, yeah. but. Adults, definitely. It's a really um, important thing to remember that we need to keep exercising our face and jaws through our whole life Mm -hmm. to keep that tone and function. Now, we haven't even touched on the fact that my dad invented this appliance. Now, my dad at 91, he died two years ago, he still loved to show how good he was um, around that facial jaw development. He was. All his teeth were still really firmly uh, in place in his gums and his jaws were good and he showed me how well he could sing his voice was great and all sorts and he slept really well at night and um it was uh, a big part of his whole health paradigm yeah. as a 90 year old yeah. yeah so can i can i go back and tell the quick story of how he came you up can. With the I, was, idea? I was i was actually going to to say just now so yeah. tell me what inspired you <laughs> yeah. to become so involved in this yeah this chewing, well, this chewing thing that's yeah. right well he, uh, I've only been involved for about five years, but um, my father, I grew up with this. He invented it back in the 1960s. 1966 was the very first patent he ever put in place around this appliance. And it was about, he originally invented it to assist with periodontal health because you could see there was very poor gum health in his patients. This was Maitland 1960s oral health he was looking at. Very poor teeth and gum condition. Um, so he invented this chewable uh, appliance with massaging little prongs to massage the gums and he found that was really really helpful and lots of great results with that which was fantastic and so it's really good for that so if you're a person who's listening and you know that you have issues with your oral health and hygiene and um, gums are in poor condition and things keep it in mind exercising chewing is really really important to keep um that word exercise we can't escape it can we (laughs) It's, it's really yeah, it important on our fronts, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Whether it's for brain function, whether it's for um, ability to keep your jaws working, whether it's for nose breathing, it's, yeah, exercising. Because that's something I was just going to touch on quickly. It reminded me about studies that showed the impact of chewing on brain function. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting one to keep in mind because one of the studies showed that when uh, patients were put onto purees because they'd had 
choking incidents or things like that, and they thought, okay, we'll put them on a puree, their brain function really decreased. So it's that a very mm, it's a really interesting, um, and there's definitely strong research around general exercise, but chewing specifically and dementia and brain function. Yeah. So I yeah, it makes sense when you think of the the nerve endings in and around the, the jaw, though, and how much of that area of is represented in the brain. Yes. Huge percentage. What is it? 28% or something enormous, like a third of the brain yes. information from the body comes from the lower third of the face. Yeah, yeah. so it's an important area. Yeah, that's so I was talking about my dad's journey with this appliance. And so then he got really interested in children's facial growth and development. And that's what he spent sort of the 70s, 80s and 90s um, doing. He's in the 1970s, 80s and 90s, I'm talking. Last century we're talking. <laughs> um, that was his uh, passion and interest. And I just became really interested in this because I came from that para- chiropractic paradigm. I was really interested in it from the functional perspective. And so I got very involved and I now am the CEO of the Mayamunchi country, um, company and we're going all over the world and letting people know about this phenomenon and it's really, really um, being well received, and yeah, people are starting to understand the huge importance of a well-functioning, well-grown face. Sounds fantastic. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, any interesting, funny stories that you can share with with our listeners today? <laughs> well, I think um, there's nothing like looking at dogs for good facial development to really understand the importance of chewing. I have a little dash hound and he's um, one and a half. And every time we go out for walks, he always picks up very big sticks and he drags them around town. He loves a stick and he gets a lot of attention. Everyone thinks, look at that little dog with that big stick. But he has these fantastically well-developed jaws. And if you think about... uh, the 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 facial development of dogs they have these developed snouts and our little dogs they chew on bones we we give them bones we give them things to chew on and we know we don't clean their teeth with a toothbrush most of the time we know that that action of chewing is keeping their oral health and hygiene functioning pretty well so as funny as i think he is liking that big stick around town i'm a bit jealous that he's got jaws that uh, work that well that he's got that strength and time to yeah, do that I, I don't know how you will be received in town if you're wondering um <laughs> it's, it's probably true but <laughs> here she comes again <laughs> uh, yeah shouldn't should make fun of you that's right uh, okay uh, with regards to um Uh, some advice that people can can take from your discussion today Uh, one thing is obviously you know looking into the Maramanchi what other advice would you give for people to develop uh, good breathing and and good facial structures yeah be just starting to be aware of um, breathing patterns and looking at your own breathing patterns if you're noticing you are breathing through your mouth really starting to look at what Consciousness is a huge, such a huge part of it. Once you know something, yes. so starting to have these as conscious thoughts. And if you've got your children and you're watching them and you're thinking, okay, when they're watching the TV or whatever, their, their mouth's dropping over, they're dropping into a mouth breathing pattern, really bringing some consciousness for them towards it. Really important you have your lips together when you're doing it. And just sometimes that's enough. Mm. Sometimes it's as simple as a conscious awareness. The other thing to be aware of too is... Um, just a choice around things like um, 
the foods that you're choosing and making sure that the child gets plenty of opportunity for whole foods, the whole apple, yeah. a whole carrot, and really working those jaws. And some kids will tend to want to avoid those foods. It's super important they don't. They really need to get exposed to lots of different um, textures and um, densities and things that they have to work at. So, yeah, looking at that, just once again, having a consciousness around the amount of effort that's going to be involved in each meal. Because quite often, and this is for anyone who's got children, I've got children, I know that we often are time poor trying to get somewhere. Now, that's okay every now and then, but you've also got to factor in that at some point during that day, that child has some food that is taking time. Because we also have a problem with an obesity epidemic too, don't we? And a lot of that is because we're shoveling food in and not taking the time to really chew it's all processed it's all the work's all been done for us beforehand Mm. and we're just then going straight down with it so it's starting to just i think awareness is just and consciously looking and starting to go okay all right they've had they've had their bowl of pasta for dinner yes and they've had their sandwich for lunch neither of those required much effort let's now look at what we're going to bring in there that is going to require a little bit of effort. Yeah, yeah. It, it might even take you back just to remembering uh, the raw food, like you're saying, yeah, well, not being processed. It's not that hard before you're pastable, you know, stick out a, you know, like you say, a carrot, cucumber, mm. you know, but whatever you have, cucumber doesn't take much effort either. But, you know, things that, that are fresh, uh, unprocessed, and will provide uh, both nutrients and, and a bit of work. Yeah, and a bit of work, that's right. And, and that... Understanding the time that it takes us to chew is the time that our gastric juices get activated, the saliva, all the things that are required for good digestion, they kick in when we start to get that process around eating happening. So, yeah, slowing it down and just taking the time. And and as you say, you know, okay, here's your carrot. You have your carrot before we sit down for dinner. You've activated the system. The system's ready and it's ready to receive that big bowl of pasta that's going to come because a lot of the time we eat so quickly we don't get chance for the brain to get the message yeah. uh, that's actually enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. plus also that's the time where there's so hungry that that's often where the well at least the fight for snacks come in yeah you know can i have a cracker or can i have chips or can i have you know if you've got something that's right there and you're chewing on your carrot well at least you're occupied with that as well at least you're occupied that's exactly <laughs> right good on you something good <laughs> yeah with something good <laughs> Right, so where, where can people find you and the, and the Mayo Munchie? We're at myomunchie.com. That's uh, Munchie with a double E. M-Y-O, Munchie, all one word, M-U-N-C-H-E-E.com. So um, we're based in the junction. We're a global company, but we're local. So if you've got any Mayo Munchie questions, definitely come on down to Vitality Junction in the junction. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have a chat to you. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time, Mary. That was really informative. I'm so glad you came out to share your wits with us. Always good to catch up with you, daughter. Thank you. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Family Chiropractic or the host. Brought to you by Family Chiropractic Centre, Charlestown. Serving the families in Newcastle, Lake Macquarie and Charlestown.